Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. I have to go off topic for a second. I was just thinking about something while I was speaking. Do you think mm-hmm. that lipstick sales have gone down since coronavirus because everyone's wearing a mask? Oh. Oh, my God. I was like, I didn't know what you were saying at first. I was like, a mask. Yeah, like, I was like, I a, like a you face meant, mask? Or yeah, like that's a- what I thought. And I was like, like, I could not wrap my head around it. And then I was like, what do you mean? And I thought you even meant like a mask like... Like a like a not even real mask, <laughs> like Everyone's a Halloween got mask on, <laughs> like a figurative mask. Yeah, and I was like, God, I don't wow. know. That was like a Warshak test. This simple question was just a really deep insight into your mind. I know you said the word mask, and my brain started spinning. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> you're like, wow, can she see the real me? I know. I was like, no, 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 I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, awkward. <laughs> web crawlers has a patreon to get access to rewards bonus episodes shout outs merchandise discounts please go to patreon.com slash web crawlers you can donate as little as two dollars a month to become one of our bimbo patrons and i'm sorry to announce i think i'm no longer going to be reading um come for bigfoot why not if you listen to installment three which i just posted it's getting too erotic for me to say these words out loud it's like she gives 
this is not suitable for work. So if you're listening at work, turn, turn this down this part for the next 15 seconds. Not safe for work. She talks about Bigfoot's pre-cum and, and Bigfoot fingers her. And then she gives Bigfoot head and Bigfoot's mom uses a vibrator on her. to happen? I thought it was going to be more romantic than it was like hardcore sexual porn. It's Bigfoot porn. It's not erotic. It's porn. Okay. And I just don't know if I could keep up with it. I got embarrassed. And I'm like, I'm at my parents' house. And it's just too much. It's too much for me. But if you guys want to read it and send in the audio clips, we'll post them. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, screenshot and DM it to us. And we will shout you out on the podcast. Um, also please feel free to tip us, uh, if you like an episode or just think we're cool, uh, you can tip us on ACAST. The link is in our, in the show notes, in the Let's show see notes. If we've got any new people. Yeah, check it out. Let's see. Oh my God. You've got seven one-time supporters. Wow. wow. What, what did they have to say? What increments are they supporting in? Care Bear, I think we heard from Care Bear before, RN Beth gave $7 and she said, I found you guys while I was gardening every freaking day during quarantine. I live in the Bay Area and still need to take a journey out to find the purple people's house. Thanks for making me laugh out loud when I'm out with my earbuds in and my neighbors think I'm nuts. Bigfoot's dick. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for Dick is right. Dylan Nash gave $5 and said, get that island. Honk, honk. Ooh. Honk, honk. Sarah Davies gave $5 and said, I love you, ladies. Thanks for, thank you for giving me something to listen to at work to help my day breeze by. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. <laughs> honk, honk is huge. I love the honk, honk is catching on. We got to make a honk, honk shirt. With like a horn. Yeah. And it just says honk, honk. Honk, honk. That's smart. Okay, this is another thing. You said horn, and I thought of like a horn, like a horn on an animal. Maria, okay, that's weird. That's weird. This is like an improv class when you're supposed to go from like, don't go from A to B, go from A to C. Yeah, I'm going from A to like three. You're like two steps ahead of everything we say. Yeah, you're going like A to banana. A to banana. I'm A to bananas, that's for sure. <laughs> that's oh. You can tell me about it, stud. Um, Erios also has a hotline. 626-604-6262. Erios. Uh, it's really been popping off, and we now have mailbag episodes where we just play all of your stuff, read everything you send us, so uh, keep that coming. And there's some weird voicemails in there. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I haven't listened to them yet. Who are our new patrons? We have Taylor R., Jenna F., Teresa T., Philip N., Jackson B., Esther D., Jacob P., Levin G., Dan B., Michael H., Dermot C, Tasha D, Annette V, Mel C. Wow. Uh, do you think it's Spice Girls? Al- it's Spice MC? Girl, Mel C, yeah. Uh, wild. So thank you guys. Our patron ha- has really uh, been succeeding lately. So keep it coming. I'm really excited about our main story today, which was suggested by Craig of Craig's Corner. Of Craig's Corner. Uh, we should insert that jingle. Which one are we going to use? Yeah, we got two jingles. One of them is very Western sounding from Joran, who also made our jingle. Craig's Corner. Craig's Corner. 
rounded up wild stories from days gone by. One for every occasion to give them a try. And then one from uh, Jim. They're both really good. They're they really should start good. a band together, Jordan and Jim. I love that. Yeah, it's it sounds very um who's the man in black? <laughs> Will Smith. No. Uh he's like a country star and Reese Witherspoon did a movie about him. Oh, Johnny, Johnny Cash? Cash? Yeah, it sound, it's very like Johnny Cash and June Carter. Yeah, yeah. If Johnny Cash was like Icelandish. Sure. Okay, so <coughs> Melissa, what's our main story for today? Our main story. H.H. <laughs> Holmes was one of America's first serial killers who confessed mm. to killing 27 people, although it is said he killed over 200. Yahtzee. <laughs> How to play Yahtzee? Is that a thing you do in Yahtzee? Yeah, I don't know, but I just that's going to be another catchphrase. Yahtzee. Yeah. I don't Queen like of it. catchphrases. Okay. I don't so, like it. I like Hong Kong. Okay. okay. Well, Hong Kong. Agree to disagree. So many victims <laughs> were said to be killed in his murder hotel, which was a building in the south side of Chicago that was outfitted with trap doors, gas chambers, and a basement crematorium. Oof. Although some historians say the details were exaggerated and there was no hotel. Nah. So what is the actual deal with H.H. Holmes and the supposed murder hotel? Let's get into it. H.H. Holmes, also known as America's first serial killer. In the 19th century, Holmes built his Chicago hotel into a death trap, adding a gas chamber and industrial oven in the basement. He was an evil genius, a skilled con man who used his medical background to help him carry out horrific crimes. I wish it was an ice cream crematorium. Ice Ooh. crematorium. You should open an ice cream place that's called Allie's Crematorium. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds horny though. That doesn't sound now that could be ice cream, dead bodies, <laughs> and a anything. porn shop <laughs> yeah. all in one. <laughs> it's my necrophilia palace. <laughs> Allie's crematorium. Allie's cre- oh no. That's another shirt that we could make. <laughs> Allie's crematorium. Oh god. And it's just legs spread or- open with a dead body. <laughs> um okay, let's continue. Okay, so in 1861, he was born Herman Webster Mudgett in New Hampshire. And as a kid, he was fascinated with skeletons and obsessed with death. Mm. He had strabismus in his left eye, which caused him to not look at people or not look at people in the eyes Mm. and loss of muscle control, which is basically called cross-eyed. And that caused him to be bullied. What do you, Maria, what do you think HH stands for? Um, hot. Hot hair, hot hairy, hungry hippo, uh, hell's helper. Oh, cool! Hat hands, hip hop. 
Stands for hip hop. Hip hop homes. So after graduating high school at 16, Mudgett changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes. Mm. And he married the local rich girl to pay for medical school. He was very he was very charming and he was very yeah. like good at talking people into doing things. Like Rasputin was. Ra ra Rasputin. <laughs> On July 4th, 1878, he married Clara Lovering in Alton, and their son, Robert Lovering Mudgett, was born on February 3rd, 1880. He studied medicine at the University of Michigan. Uh, A school janitor by the name of Doc Nagel uh, kept the dissection corpses, and so this gave H.H. Holmes ideas. He's like, hmm, corpses? What can I do with these? (laughs) Holmes would dig up graves and sell the bodies to medical schools to get money. So gross. I mean, it's a genius idea. (laughs) I know, it's smart. (laughs) Then Holmes and his lab partner, Leacock, concocted some other schemes. They allegedly stole cadavers from the laboratory, which he then burned and disfigured, then planted the bodies, making it look like as if they had been killed in an accident. And he turned this into a money-making scandal. He would take insurance policies out on people and then plant the bodies and would say, oh, this person died. And then he would collect the insurance money once the bodies were discovered. That's, I can't believe that worked. Back in like the 1880s, you could get away with anything. So H.H. Holmes soon abandoned his first wife, Clara, and his son. And he married Murda Belknap in 1887, even though he hadn't divorced Clara yet. And he filed a few weeks after, but the papers never went through. So he's just—he was married, married to both of them. Yeah. Okay. So I I saw this in the Myrtle Murder Castle documentary, and then I tried to find it in other places, but I couldn't. He told a policeman he was going to kill himself. Oh right. And then was sent to an insane asylum in 1888 in Philadelphia, so that in case he ever got caught for anything, he could. Do an insanity plea. Oh, oh my god. That's a genius idea. Talk about being one step ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Going but from I A to C. Right. Yeah. yeah sure but I did. couldn't um a I couldn't D. find that A to Zebra, but I couldn't find that anywhere else. So it, <gasps> it says that in the murder. You guys, he has my birthday. <gasps> oh my god, what if you are H.H. Holmes reincarnated? I am. We're Don't having a psychic on soon. We have to ask her. May 16th. Oh my God, that is crazy. That would explain the demon voice. (gasps) Oh my God, that was him. That was HH. It was HH Holmes coming through. (laughs) Wow. Maria, why didn't you I'm tell sorry, us? I'm sorry, I didn't do it. <laughs> you could have told, we would have understood. We would have accepted you anyway. <laughs> I didn't know. Is Erios a murder castle? Oh. oh my god, I wish. And it's weird that your boyfriend is super into Chicago history. I know. And he suggested He's the this. hotel. He's trying to oh he's god. trying to tell us something. He's my hotel. He's, he's the hotel to my HH home. <laughs> wow. Creepy. <laughs> so in 1884, he passed his medical exams and he moved to Chicago where he got a job working at a pharmacy under the alias Dr. Henry H. Holmes. It's like the same name. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's not an alias. So the owner of the drugstore passed away, 
and he left his wife to take over the responsibilities of the store. However, Holmes convinced the widow to let him buy the store. And then Mm. the widow soon went missing and was never seen again. And Holmes claimed that she moved to California, but this could never be verified. It's just crazy that in the 1800s, you could get away with murder and just be like, oh, I don't know where she went. She must have moved. And nobody, nobody knows. Because there's no like paper trails, no internet. It's not like all of a sudden they stop posting Instagrams. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't know where they went. It's a wild, it's, it's, it's the Western world. Um, like the the old West, not the yes, Western the world. Wild West. It's the Wild West. They say. Um. Okay. So Holmes purchased an empty lot across the street from the drugstore. He designed and built a three story hotel, which the neighborhood called the Castle. During its construction, Holmes hired and fired several construction crews so that no one would have a clear idea of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Designing a murder castle. He also hired and fired people to get out of paying them. He would say people were doing a terrible job and then fire them without pay. After construction was complete in 1891, he placed ads in newspapers offering jobs for young women and advertised the castle as a place where they could live and work. That's cool. It's like the first live workspace. <laughs> yeah, it's like we work. Uh, he all, <laughs> yeah, it's we work. We work. You can't he, live and we work. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more like we die. Uh, he also <laughs> placed ads presenting himself as a wealthy man looking for a wife. All of his employees and hotel guests were required to have life insurance policies. That, that's so suspicious. <laughs> that's so, what if you went to like an embassy suites and they were like, you have to leave everything to us in our will. Otherwise, like, here's this two bedroom. Holmes paid the premiums as long as they listed him as a beneficiary. Most of his fiancés and wives would suddenly disappear, as did many of his employees and guests. People in the neighborhood eventually reported that they saw many women enter the castle, but would never see them exit. What is that? They that you go in, but you never come out. The the haunted mansion at Disneyland. That's right. Mm, yeah, well, it's either. Um, I don't. I don't think that's what they say. Okay. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> according to <laughs> according to Mental Floss, the blueprints included fifty-one doorways that opened to brick walls, one hundred windowless rooms, stairs that led to nowhere, two furnaces, and body-sized chutes to an incinerator. Jesus, it's like um uh, the Winchester Mystery House, but like for murder. Oh yeah. It's also uh the if you watch American Horror Story, uh the Hotel Cortez was like a mashup of like this and the Cecil. Oh. Yeah. The first floor of the castle had several stores. The two upper levels contained Holmes' office and over 100 rooms that were used as living quarters. Some of these rooms were soundproof and contained gas lines so that Holmes could asphyxiate his guests whenever he felt like it. Cool. Throughout the building, there were trap doors, peepholes, stairways that led to nowhere, and chutes that went into the basement. The basement was designed as Holmes' own lab. It had a dissecting table, a stretching rack, and a, and Allie's crematorium. Sometimes... <laughs> He would send the bodies down the chute, dissect them, 
strip them of their flesh, and then sell them as human skeleton models to medical schools. That's like literal stairways to heaven. Or hell. I'm on a stairway (laughs) to hell. Right? That's the song? Yes. So while his murder hotel was going on, H.H. Holmes traveled the U.S. committing insurance scams with his accomplice, Benjamin Peitzel. He would steal horses from Texas and ship them to St. Louis to sell them, making a huge profit. Weird. He was eventually arrested for this and sent to jail. And according to Mental Floss, for yet another insurance scam, Holmes had his friend, Benjamin Peitzel, fake his own death so that his wife could collect his $10,000 life insurance payment, which would ultimately go back to H.H. Holmes. However... Rather than find a cadaver lookalike for Peitzel, Holmes decided to just straight up kill him. He killed him with uh, chloroform, and then he set him on fire. And then later on, he claimed to have murdered three out of five of Benjamin Peitzel's children as well. Crazy. Insane. So then he married Georgiana Yoke on January 17th, 1894. This is his third wife, I believe. Third wife. In Denver, Colorado. Uh, not long before he was arrested for the insurance fraud. Um, and he, he had zero divorces. So technically he was married to three women at the same time. Yeah, what a baller. So in jail, he came up with a new insurance scam with his cellmate, Marion Hedgepeth. Jeez. Um, he said he would take out insurance policy for $10,000, fake his own death, And then give Hedgepeth $500 in exchange for a lawyer who would help him if any problems arose. So when he got out of jail, he attempted this plan. However, the insurance company was suspicious and did not pay him. Yeah, I'd be like, wow, this guy has gotten a lot of insurance money over the past few years. It's starting to look weird. Yeah, you would think. So then there was a murder trial. In October 1895, he was put on trial for the murder of Benjamin Peitzel, his accomplice, And was found guilty and sentenced to death. By then, it was evident that Holmes also had murdered the Peitzel children. Mm -hmm. And following this conviction, he confessed to 27 murders in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto. Wow. Although some of these people he confessed to murder were still alive. Interesting. Yeah. And six... Maybe it was emotional murder. Emotion. Ooh. Yeah. Just as dangerous. And he, could, he also confessed to six attempted murders. Mm. He was paid $7,500 by Hearst Newspapers, which now is about $230,000. Hearst does Cosmo. Oh, they do? Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. So they paid him for his confession, which some people debate that it was like exaggerated or no, no, no. It was, it's, it's debatable whether or not these confessions are like real and true. Well, also like serial killers are narcissists. So he's probably saying stuff that also isn't true just for attention. So he, in this confession, he gave contradictory accounts of his life. He initially claimed innocence and later that he was possessed by Satan. Sick. And so he lied so much that it made it difficult for researchers to know the exact truth. And so while writing these confessions in prison, he mentioned how drastically his facial appearance had changed since his imprisonment. 
He described his new grim appearance as a, quote, gruesome and taking a satanical cast. And he wrote that how he was convinced that after everything he had done, he was beginning to resemble the devil. Holmes said, I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with the evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed where I was ushered into the world. And he has been with me since. Wow. Wow. I have one question about that. Yes. No more than the poet can be can help the inspiration to sing. I would say no more than the poet can help the inspiration to write. Maybe sing is in the um, figurative. Right. Sing. Sing like a bird, like confess. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So, uh, death. He was hanged a week before his 35th birthday. Holmes' neck did not snap. He instead strangled to death slowly, twitching for over 15 minutes before being pronounced dead 20 minutes after the trap had been sprung. Gross. He also requested to be buried in concrete, which feels weird. Um, oh, and he requested I, that. Yes, he asked to be buried under concrete. So I was wondering why. I saw that he was buried in concrete. I was like, that's weird. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, he, he requested, requested it. 
Oh, weird. On March 7th, 1914, the Chicago Tribune reported that Pat Quinlan, the former caretaker of the castle, while H.H. Holmes was out on his murder spree and in jail, the mystery of Holmes's castle would remain unexplained. Quinlan had committed suicide taking strychnine. His body was found in his bedroom with a note that read, I couldn't sleep. Oh, geez, that's dark. Take a Benadryl. Quinlan's surviving (laughs) relatives claimed that he had been haunted for several months and was suffering from hallucinations. Was he an accomplice? I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. In American Horror Story uh, Hotel... Um, the, the person who like is the caretaker at the hotel, like the, the like housekeeper lady is also kind of an accomplished. She like cleans up after him. So maybe, I mean, who knows? Then the corpse was dug up in 2017. There were allegations that Holmes escaped execution and was never buried. Holmes's body and, and his great grandson kind of like was the one, um, making up these rumors saying like, I don't think that's my, I don't think that's my great granddaddy in there. And I also, I emailed that guy and he never emailed me back. Um, (laughs) Holmes's body was exhumed for text for testing. They, they found a pine box and then his body underneath it due to his coffin being contained in cement. His body was found not to have decomposed. Normally his clothes were almost perfectly preserved and his mustache was found to be intact. That's crazy. Hot. Uh, the body was positively identified as being that of Holmes with his teeth. His brain was still in his skull. Yeah. Then Holmes was reburied. I guess when you bury a body in cement, it doesn't decompose the same. Maybe as- that's why he wanted to be buried in cement. So his body wouldn't decompose. Oh, that's so weird. Maybe that he's waiting crazy. for some sort of like Satanist to bring him back to life one day or something. Oh, Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are so he claimed to kill twenty seven people, but only nine could be confirmed. Mm. So there's Julia Connor and her six year old daughter Pearl. They disappeared around Christmas of eighteen ninety one after Holmes had an affair with Julia and involved her in his business schemes. He actually denied killing Julia and confessed to accidentally killing her while performing an abortion. Yikes. And it's still unclear what happened to her and Pearl. So Emmeline Sigrand, Minnie Williams, and her sister Nanny Williams uh, disappeared. They all had business relationships with H.H. Holmes. Not anymore. And then Ben Peitzel, his associate he killed, and his children Howard, Nellie, and Alice are presumed to be killed by him. Yikes. So this castle, after his death... The castle was remodeled as an attraction and named the Holmes Horror Castle. Uh. However, it burned to the ground shortly before its opening, so no one ever went in it. And it's now a post office. (laughs) (laughs) A different kind of horror house. Another kind. So some theories are... A lot of theories. Was this all made up? So without any evidence... Some newspapers claim that Holmes used his building's chute to transport bodies to the basement, but the fact that he had a chute was not unusual since many buildings had laundry chutes connected to the basement. Mm. And the story said Holmes' building was an elaborate torture dungeon outfitted with gas pipes to asphyxiate victims and soundproof rooms to hide their screams. 
I felt like, but there's like weird pictures of like blueprints yeah. and stuff like that of what the house was like. So I think that that's, I think it was a murder castle. Like there's blueprints of the yeah. house being f- freakish. Have you ever been in a house that has a laundry chute? No. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. My grand, my grandparents used to have one and it was, it went from the, from the, uh, the main floor down to the basement. It was just a little thing you open in the wall and your door in the wall and you just put clothes in there. We had That's that crazy. in my house growing up. In my parents' bedroom, you just put it, it would just go right down to the laundry room. Did you ever slide down? It wasn't, this one, this was just like a pure drop. But I have been, I have seen people who have the, like the slide one. Whoa. That's cool. I know. It's cool. Cool. So from history.com, according to Harold Schechter, author of Depraved, the definitive true story of H.H. H. Holmes, whose grotesque crimes shattered turn-of-the-century Chicago... It's a long title. Yeah. That is too long a title. It's just, yeah. Imagine going to Barnes and Noble and being like, hi, excuse me. Do you have to pray the definitive true story of Baby J. Holmes, whose grotesque crime shattered turn of the century Chicago? <laughs> Why, yes, it's on aisle seven. <laughs> That's too long, bro. So Harold Schechter said these sensational details can be attributed to yellow journalism the practice of exaggerating or simply making up news stories that flourished in the 1890s. Huh. said, it's my belief that probably all these stories about all these visitors to the World's Fair who were murdered in his quote-unquote castle were just complete sensationalistic sensationalistic fabrication from the yellow press. By the time I reached the end of my book, I kind of realized even a lot of the stuff that I'd written was probably exaggerated. And uh, what's your book called? Oh, it's called Depraved, <laughs> the definitive true story of H.H. H. Holmes, whose grotesque crimes shattered turn-of-the-century Chicago. <laughs> yeah, so this guy thinks that could have been made up by the press, because that was like a thing at the time, yellow journalism. I'm sure it's exaggerated, but also sure. like, if like, I'm sure he also killed a lot of people. Yeah. Another theory is that he is Jack the Ripper. So his great-great-grandson, Jeff Mudgett, who's very active in, like, the retelling of his life, he he believe, he's trying to convince people that he is Jack the Ripper. So there's yeah. a show called American Ripper on the History Channel. It's like this eight-episode docuseries. So Jack the Ripper was active in London in 1888. There are documents of all of H.H. H. Holmes' scams and financial records and the property that he bought. But the record stopped from 18, April 1888 to July 1889, the same time that Jack the Ripper was doing all his killing. Mm. So Jeff Mudgett and the CIA operative, or former CIA operative Amaryllis Fox and the show, they go and like investigate all of this stuff. Yeah. And so they go to London... They never found the the murder weapon for Jack the Ripper, but they think he used a surgeon's knife to dissect his victims because he was dissecting them. And so they're like, oh, H.H. Holmes was a surgeon, was a doctor, so it's probably him. Like, they were really grasping at straws to connect H.H. Holmes to... Well, I found some more stuff. Oh, wow. Okay, so they did. They did a first of all. They there's a sketch, and there's like a there's like a picture of someone drew a picture of what Jack the Ripper looks like, and then there's a picture of H. H. Holmes, and it like looks exactly the same. But someone could have just they look like the Monopoly Man. 
Or like the Pringles can They do. Guy. Also, someone could have just drawn a picture. They really do. Or someone from Jumanji. Um, yeah. Also, uh, they they did a handwriting analysis of Jack the Ripper and H.H. Holmes, and it's a 97.95 signature what? match. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, handwriting analysis isn't always correct, but that's kind of interesting. They also found ship logs, too. Did you see that? Yes. Mudgett bases his assertions on the writing in two diaries he inherited from Holmes, which details Holmes's participation in the murder and mutilation of numerous prostitutes in London around this same time. Right. Um, so this is from Crime Investigation UK. The Ripper, far from being the savage, messy slasher of popular myth, was a calm and careful killer. Rather than simply lunging at victims with his knife, he would first choke them and lay them quietly down before commencing the evisceration. Holmes, too, had a methodical killing style and was also a trained medic, meaning he was adept at the removal of organs. Of course, one of the most widely held beliefs of Jack the Ripper is that he had some degree of medical training. Right. Holmes also left a trail of business documents, which allows us to chart his movements, except that is between, like you said, 1888 and 1889, when the paper trail goes mysteriously quiet. This coincides with the time frame of the Ripper killings in London. So this could have been when Holmes was Jack. We do know from ship logs that an individual by the name of H. Holmes was a passenger who sailed from the UK to the US shortly after the Ripper killings ended. Whoa. That's this is true. Like big time. Yeah. So I mean it's not it's not complete it's not a completely out there theory. No, it's not it's not a crazy theory. His great great grandson seems I, like a con artist who didn't respond to my email. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hi, I'm on a podcast on Erios. It's run by women. All the hosts are women. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he's like, my no, thank was you. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Not he interested. Women. He was like, I like killing women, not doing podcasts with yeah. them. <laughs> so I think, I mean, he's for sure using his ancestor as a way to you know, have a career and make money and write books and try to keep sure. the name alive. But I mean, there, there are those ship records and it's weird that because like H.H. H. Holmes was constantly buying property and paying people to work for him and like doing all this stuff. And it is weird that the records stopped for the exact time that Jack the Ripper was doing these killings. Yeah, he wanted to take a little vacay to London. Yeah, he took a vacay to London. And this CIA operative, this former woman, Amaryllis Fox, I looked her up, who was on the show American Ripper. She's married to Bobby Kennedy III. Yeah, she's also a hot babe. Melissa and I both watched the American Ripper show, and we were like, this CIA lady's a hot babe. Yeah, she wrote a book about being in the CIA, and she was recruited when she was in college. That's so tight. I want to yeah. be recruited to the CIA. I would be I either the best or the worst CIA agent of all. I think you'd be the best because you're a loose cannon. <laughs> no one like, would say, yeah. No, no one would know. No one, they would have no idea. They'd be like, I don't get this girl. She's all over the place, and I can't read her. I cannot read her. <laughs> That's what they look for. I get kidnapped. Just be like, "Uh, let me go," and they'd be like, "Mm, "Okay." (laughs) You're like, "Can you let me go?" Like, I don't. I have nothing to do. I'm not. Look, would I be in the CIA? Look at me. I'm not in the CIA. Come on. (laughs) 
Um, and then there was this episode of Ghost Adventures. Oh my god, this is insane! Serial Killers season one, episode one about H. H. Holmes. It's the 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 Ghost Adventures guy Zach. Bagans has the show. They did a whole series on like serial Bagans. killers. Bagans is the best. Bagans, Zach Bagans. Bagans. So this episode, it's a real roller coaster. It is so weird. <laughs> they go to the house where uh, Benjamin Peitzel, the guy that H.H. H. Holmes murdered, it's, it was his old house, I believe. Oh, that's where they were. I was like, where are they? So Zach goes in and he's, he's interviewing the owner of the home. <laughs> and <laughs> she's an adult baby. She's an adult. Like, you watch, I think you watched the episode first and you're like, have you watched this episode? I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but please turn it on. So I turned it on and I was like, this seems what's going on. And then they go and they interview this woman. She's an adult baby. She's like an adult woman in her like her 30s. And like she's in a crib with diapers pigtails. on like a play mat and pigtails. And she's just like fully an adult baby. And Zach is talking to her like this is normal. He's like. Samantha lives an unconventional lifestyle, and she's just like an adult baby who lives in this old murder house. It, it's it's just it's 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 an interesting overlap. You got to watch this episode because it, there's no the only mention of her being an adult baby is she lives an unconventional lifestyle, and that's good for her. Do what people do whatever they want, whatever makes them happy. Yeah, no kink shaming, no kink shaming, and. I just thought it was weird that they never brought up the fact. I thought they were going to connect that to like, oh, maybe Benjamin Peitzel's kids were killed in this house. So is this why you were an adult baby? Because you feel the spirit of the child. Mm. But they didn't bring that up. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I thought they're not smart enough to. That's why they need to have a girl. Yeah. They don't think with that much empathy. They should. That's so smart, Melissa. They that they would never would, think of yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, because she said so her name is Samantha Starbright, and she said she used an, a Ouija board to contact the spirits, and she used it alone, which she shouldn't have done. Yeah, she said she woke up with unexplained marks that she got where she slept. Well, that's what happens when you sleep in a crib, honey. And when the, they were doing like voiceover, <laughs> they slowly zoomed in on the crib where she slept, yeah. and I was like, guys. Come on. Yeah. That's what happens when you're an adult who sleeps in a crib. And then, so Jeff is here, the great-great-grandson of H.H. H. Holmes. He shows up to this house, and he, like, starts to claim that he feels, like, lightheaded, and he has to be carried out of the house. It is so fake. It's so, like, they're in the basement. They're, like, recording sounds, and there's, like, a voice that says, like, I don't know, it's, like, murder or something stupid. Or something, or, like, and it's, like, guys... Come on. Whatever. It was really stupid. And then like the mudget guy is like, oh, I'm going to fall over. I'm going to fall over. I might have a headache. Yeah. There was like the white writing where it's like, and then Jeff felt lightheaded. He had to be carried out of the house. Yeah. It was like really silly. Um, So you know what? I'm glad he didn't respond to my email. (laughs) That's two people who haven't responded to my email so far. Lucian Graves, head of the Church of Satan. And this guy in HH's home's great great grandson, and mm. frankly, I I'm dodging I dodged a bullet. You know what you did? Yeah, dodge the proverbial bullet. Also, a weird a weird thing that we found. This is also according to the great great grandson 
Oh, right. Uh, a relative of H.H. H. Holmes, a dis- an eighth cousin of H.H. H. Holmes. Who do you, it's a famous person, Maria. Who do you think it could be? Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. No, but close. No, but that's weird. Well, I just know that he wants to do a movie on him. Yes, he bought oh. the rights to the book, Devil in the White City. It's close to, D- to, to Leonardo DiCaprio? Johnny Depp. No, it's not. It's not close. I was just like, oh, we're going to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio soon. That's oh. why I said it was close. It, the initials of the person who's allegedly related are M.M. Michael Moore. No. No. Hold on. <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> um, Mandy Moore. No, but that would be amazing. But you're getting closer. Closer. I am. Megan Markle. Megan Markle. No, Megan too. (laughs) Megan's Megan's. Me and Megan are related then because I've got him in my soul, and then royalty. So you're royalty. I knew we knew that I already. Knew I was a princess. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it too. <laughs> um, and then also, we kind of discussed already that Leonardo DiCaprio bought the rights to *Devil in the White City*, which is a book on H.H. H. Holmes, and Hulu is allegedly making it into a series, yeah. and Scorsese is uh, producing it. Yeah. So keep your eyes. Maybe we can be um, cons- consult cons- consults on that. Consultants. That would be awesome. Consultants. Consults. Maybe we could do some consults on consults that. <laughs> um, so, yes or no, do you think that, A, H.H. Holmes did this stuff, and B, do you think he's Jack the Ripper? What do you think? I think he did do this stuff, and I think he is Jack the Ripper. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Maria? Yeah, no, I 100% think that. Like that, just like, I know it's all circumstantial evidence, but man, oh man, it really making sense. We should do another episode on Jack the Ripper and like compare and just really like get into it. Yeah, we got to do a deep dive on Jack the Ripper. Melissa, if people want to give their own input or um, talk to us or whatever, where can they reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod or on Facebook or Reddit or Patreon. Amazing. Um, Well, as usual, I'm um, AJ Siegel. I'm Mel Ann Stetz. And I'm M.E. Blasucci. Otherwise known as H.H. Holmes. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.